I think that all journalism should just be replaced by that guy taunting people who think they can do magic. That is honestly such a gentle punishment for journalists. Mm. I mean, <laughs> no, that's I mean, the good ending. They don't get their job. They don't have that job. They, uh, all their jobs go to that guy. And he's just like, he just like replaces oh. Matthew Iglesias. He's just like, he takes over <laughs> the New York Times and just every article is just like, try and kill me. With magic. So, so what you're saying in this uh, scenario, the journalists do go into the uh, oubliette of punishment. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, there is no scenario okay, thank in you. which oh, I, I was getting worried. Um, <laughs> there is no scenario in which I do not desire the maximalist uh, punishment for journos, journosickos, as I call them. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. Hello! And Kay. What up? And we are returning because we have just a mountain of slop to get through. Uh, we left it quite late. You know, three months since our last episode, and people just kept doing things, which goes against our recommendation. There really is a, a massive, just difficult-to-remove pile of maneuver that has been deposited in the realm of gaming in the past couple months. Uh, and... Uh, no one else will, will, will dig through it except us freaks. That's right. So, getting us kicked off, we have Diablo 4. Um, and the main thing we want to talk about this, because uh, none of us have investigated Diablo 4 at all, for, I think, pretty obvious reasons, and that it's yeah. a Blizzard product. And uh, a good Blizzard product is actually worse than if it was just slop. Because it will, in fact, just make a whole bunch of insufferable gamer nerds be like, well, they've made a good video game, so all their crimes are forgiven. Um, yeah. Today, we'd like to dunk on uh, Jason Schreier, because he's so easy to fucking dunk on. He's like the guy who did so much of like the important investigative journalism for what the fuck's going on in Blizzard. And he's just like, uh, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Diablo 4 rules, ha, ha, ha. I'm going to lose so many hours of my life to this game. And it's just like, ugh. It's and so the thing, weird. The thing is, I, I don't want to, don't want to cast aspersions on anyone who wants to play Diablo 4 or anything like that. I get it. Uh, the world is dying. It's, it's fucked up. We have to get through however we can, um, however you need to numb yourself to get through it. Like, I, I'm, I'm with you. But it's so fucking funny for, like, a reporter to just be, like, reporting on something so, like, dire. And then to just, like, turn right around and just be like, oh, I've been reporting on, uh, you know, the terrible cost of, uh, you know, the cocaine trade over the past 10 years. But you know what? Boy, if it don't get you high, it's great. Uh <laughs> you see, the thing about that is that... I would definitely have a better time on cocaine than playing Diablo 4. Mm. Just 100%. <laughs> that's an easy call for me. Um, oh, okay. Well, what about this? The Diablo 4, uh, <laughs> early access to Diablo 4 beta with order of KFC Double Down or qualifying sandwich <laughs> at KFC, which has created just like one of the most incredible images in gaming of like the, past, the past couple of, uh, um, well, I was going to say years, but more like weeks. <laughs> There's just like the fucking Diablo 4 logo and like the main baddie 
just hovering over a double down, which if you don't know what Same. that is, is <laughs> that's me. It is like bacon and cheese between two slices of fried chicken, like a sandwich, which is one of the abhorrent creations from the heart of darkness of the United States, which is, of course, the Midwest. America. Uh, and indeed, of course, always. And yeah, I, I think this is just something I wanted to just double feature. Jason Schreier being like, wow, this is a wow. What a great video game. And, you know, obviously the things that he himself has reported on multiple times. Uh, and, and then just like crass commercialism of just like a satanic entity like arms wide open, we bat wings spread out, just uh, like presenting to you a, a, a horrific confection. <laughs> now, quick yank check. Mm-hmm. Um, have have either of you uh, eaten a, a double down? I don't know. I, I looked. I looked down the 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 trigger. At just like, oh, I could. I'm in the area where I could buy one. And it's just something happened in my stomach and I moved on. Um, so, no, I, I, I don't think I can do that one. That was your uh, I need bread. Saving. I need bread there. It's just, I need something to hold on to. I can't I fucking remember. Like, I, I might have. But the thing is, it was so utterly, if I had, it must have been so utterly bland and forgettable that I was just like, yeah, this is just like eating too two like bland chicken strips with like some bacon in between it's not i count on you good. guys for this on the ground reporting mm-hmm. um all right well i guess we'll so have to you, maybe it's really nice we don't how know. many chicken specialty sandwiches come out every month for us to go through uh, <laughs> no what heck are you getting younger here Kay? uh americans are always talking about like chicken sandwiches as this ever-present thing in their culture and i i do kind of i kind of mm. want a chicken sandwich, it's gonna actually. be really embarrassing if after this uh episode comes out i'm just like i just tweet out okay yeah the double down rules ha 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 i'm going to lose so many hours of my life to this sandwich <laughs> that's fucking true it's all the same chicken it's all the same chicken that's the thing the they, they, they made this thing called good. the mega leg where they made a fake big leg of chicken Mm. That you could buy and, and eat what? it. What? It's called the Mega Leg. We I can't get into the crimes of KFC. We, like, <laughs> no, okay. Well, not... the way I have to bring this up um, Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV had this concept um, where you would do a food raid and you would order like all of this food. And I think oh that they God. would give you the code with it. But, like, the idea was, it's like, you have to fucking raid through McDonald's and go through all of this fucking f- food with your friends if you want the black chocobo mount. Um, and and, and I think Blizzard should do that uh, for real, uh, um, but make it, like, uh, 20,000 calories of KFC chicken. And you have Jeez. to do it alone. Can't get any help. Well, absolutely. Uh, you're, you're in, like, a glass booth that's being, like, webcast. <laughs> People can Twitch. throw things in there, though. There's no, like, roof on it. Man. Fuck. All right. Well, <laughs> moving on, um, we just have something that's pretty much just, like, cringe binge, but also, like, a discussion for how marketing for video games has essentially destroyed people's capacity to uh, critically and objectively think about video games uh, in terms of quality. But this 
comes to us from the Octopath Traveler Steam Forum, which you, when you know when you hear it's from a Steam Forum, you know it's going to be pretty much objectively the worst thing you've ever fucking heard in your life. Somehow worse than YouTube comments and Reddit. Uh, just the most just um, is that term scholarly. Oh yeah, scholarly uh, <laughs> uh, posts that have ever been made. But anyway, here's like. Uh, this is a post from Jackass on the Octopath Fair Traveler enough. 2 forum. It says, $499.99 for a 3 to 6 gigabyte game? Let me get this right. Resident Evil Remake cost 50 pounds with around 35 to 60 gigabyte approx download when it's released. And Octopath Traveler 2, the same price for something like 3 to 6 gigabyte of data? Dot, 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 WTF? Question mark? <laughs> I, I don't know. What do you guys think about, you know, video games being estimated in the same way that you would like get like a pound of sweets from the penny sweet store? I feel like there is an infestation in our culture and it's called positivism, right? It's the the approach that everything can and indeed must be broken down into some kind of measurable numerical um, data point. And so if you're trying to measure like art against each other this is the kind of thing you come up with and uh you don't have a brain anymore once mm -hmm. you've done this it's gone there's nothing in there now yeah this is an automatic pay no mind person honestly like a large uh game like that usually doesn't mean anything except like some sort of like weird like DRM or, you know, just 4K foot poor, textures. Yeah, 4K textures that, you know, any, any I think, game that's like has the budget to do so usually has like the 4K te textures as a separate download, that sort of thing. A uh, hundred thousand polygons on the female character's ass. And oh, the like, new Mass Effect is out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's like seven gigabytes of uh, that Resident Evil that you're downloading is are, are you know, Ada Wong's uh, ass, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just that kind of game. Um, well, it's, it's know, not, that's good value for it's money. Not 30, it's not 30 gigabytes of Lady Dimitrescu and then 20 gigabytes uh, of gameplay. It's... A, a little bit more complicated than that, and the the needs are not in any way connected with uh, gameplay. But, I think uh, no, I think this guy's right. I think we should sell video games by the gigabyte. Um, just go yeah, on it Steam. It won't destroy the medium. It's fine. <laughs> I just go just go on Steam and be like, hmm, I would like to purchase uh, twenty gigabytes of your finest video games, and just have like a developer measure it out onto a scale. And put it into a bag for you with like one of those little uh, wire twisties to keep it from spilling out. <laughs> what I, I would really just... like is all of the uh, my favorites and greats of gaming to be taken off the various platforms and then re-released with all the art assets stripped out. So they're... Uh... <laughs> oh, you could do a Hero uh... of Nostalgia thing, except you have to purchase the, the, all the textures oh and, exactly. <laughs> and models. That would rule, actually. That's gonna come out within the next three years. Actually, I'm gonna call that now. I'm yeah. I can't wait. Why are you mad? They just get they gave away the lighting. They, it's, it's, they gave you the got lighting it for free. free. Yeah, you get the engine for free. Like that's a lot. Oh my god. 
<laughs> I mean, you can't use it. You can't. You, you're licensed to just run it on your computer. You can't make anything with it. I'm, I'm sending death threats to all my favorite developers right now to have this uh, included in everything. Um, so you know, Armored Core Six better look like a fucking Pac-Man uh, until you purchase all of the game assets. Tell you what, I'm downloading as much Lady Dimitrescu as I can before we start mm. getting charged per gig. Uh, this You're is right. Be a premium You're right. We we gotta stock up on uh, pixelated <laughs> ass polygon Absolutely. ass. We Absolutely. Need also, importantly, uh, <laughs> I can fix her. So, oh, of course, the internet, Lady Dimitrescu uh, and her daughter's archive uh, is a vital <laughs> service. To oh the fuck! I forgot to add that to the list. The fucking shit about like the internet archive going down oh that one's that one's gonna make me do death threats i think oh man but man it is i will just say we won't get into it but it is extremely funny that everyone is still extremely angry at chuck wendig (laughs) the internet archive podcast had chuck wendig on and from my understanding had like a really like nuanced under discussion about like the actual like underpinnings of it, uh, you know, and Chuck Wendig apologized, I think. And everybody's just like, fuck you. We don't care. Fuck you. Fuck you specifically. Cause you're a little shithead. We, we know you. And I love it. I love it. That you'll never live it down. It's exactly like what we talked about in our Chuck Wendig podcast is that the reason why people hate Chuck Wendig is for one, he's extremely easy to hate obnoxious worst writer that oh, yeah. you've ever fucking seen. Just, visceral cringe reaction so reason number one reason number two he has a human face and a human name and well it's easy no no he does let's not get into chipman territory here (laughs) (laughs) but it's so much easier to yell at him than it is to like the three the four massive corporations that are actually pursuing this legally but on the other hand I still suspect that this little worm is the one that got this whole process kicked off because you know that he has contacts with his publishers and they've been wanting to do this shit for ages, right? And Mm -hmm. none of this shit kicked off until after he raised a stink about it. So I really do suspect that he has more to do with this than he will admit to. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if... You know, Chuck got like an email and he's like, oh, they're finally doing it. I'm excited. I'm just going to bitch about it online thinking it's just another day of tweeting. But um, that that is mm. the most innocence I will. Perhaps. Yeah, give. maybe it is like he's getting notifications from the publisher saying like, oh, your your fucking horrible Star Wars books got looked at by four people online for free. Wow. Um, <laughs> and that's not really an exaggeration. Like. Neil Gaiman was right in there, too, uh, until the, the second he started to look bad. Uh, and, and then he was like, oh, I, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I'm Neil Gaiman Gaiman. is such yeah. a fucking lib. I why? Yeah, he sucks. Why the fuck did we lose Terry Pratchett and keep Neil Gaiman? I know there should be a system where if we kill him in a certain way, <laughs> Pratchett will be back. <laughs> like a life trade kind of machine oh, if we could maybe <laughs> it's like terry pratchett is so much more fucking based than than he ever was like yeah. terry pratchett just like 
my main character in my fucking Discworld books, he loves to kill monarchs. That's his main thing. He loves killing them, and he's right to do so because they <laughs> suck ass. And he just like, are you sure this person's British? He's just like, he's too based. <laughs> the the Reese conspiracy of the episode is that Neil Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer uh, perform some sort of ritual to to take Terry Pratchett's like creative life force into themselves, um, mm-hmm. and that's how they still live to this day. I mean, that's just uh, what happened with Good Omen. One hundred percent. Anyway, man, that was a fucking tangent. Holy shit! <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. Games by the Gigabytes. Uh, oh yeah, the Internet Archive. Oh yeah. Uh, fuck Chuck Wendig. Go listen to our episode about him and uh, with yeah. our wonderful guest, uh, Jack, who does the best impression of Chuck Wendig that is spiritually accurate, if not factually so. It sounds exactly <laughs> like him. I don't <laughs> it's, well, that's what his soul sounds like, at least. Exactly. All right. So next topic. Uh, guy gets arrested for in Minecraft threat. Which is oh, very yeah. relevant about to us. us. Well, yeah, this is more of a PSA than a discussion topic. <laughs> yeah, I think, exactly. You know, uh, I, I think this is very well worn ground. Uh, you know, uh, this they know, they know. Yeah, they know. We've we've talked about in earlier episodes, I believe, that thing from like the actual FBI that talks about how people talk about in Minecraft. So they know, unfortunately. So uh, watch yourself. You got to find a new code. Uh, someone in the comments to this uh, tweet thread says, just say in Terraria. Uh, which, you know, I think that's a, that's good, a idea. good idea. Yeah, that'll work. Um, Th- that'll or maybe work in so well. uh, hit game Diablo 4, you could say. Oh, yeah. In hit game Diablo 4. In with yeah. in <laughs> slam dunk uh, KFC double down. <laughs> Fuck me. The, the cops got nothing on you if you do that. I exactly. Think. All right. This so. is legal advice. Next discussion topic, and I want to just like briefly go through this. I think there's a little bit to talk about that could be interesting, but recently a lot of people have been reacting to basically just the headline of this story, which is Ubisoft is testing an AI tool that writes NPC dialogue. And from actually reading the article, it's a lot less interesting than the headline makes it sound like, like, the first thing you picture when you hear Ubisoft is using AI to write NPC dialogue is basically just a million fucking pounds of fluff added to their already bloated video games so that it becomes like an infinite trough of just the worst slop imaginable. Yeah. But reading into it, it's actually not that. And it's basically just that they're using it as a tool to help writers uh, create bark trees which are basically like things npcs reacting to player actions in various scenarios and apparently this is quite a labor intensive process which you know it would be in an ubisoft game normally and every single thing that is like generated by an ai is checked uh, edited or rejected by a human writer Um, yeah and so it's like to me this is the actual use case of AI that makes a lot of sense where you use it as a tool in an arsenal for your creative team to do like rapid prototyping basically or drafting. So what this really reveals to me and if anyone who thinks about it for a second will, will realize that these big studios 
they have rigid workflows in a very uh, it's a very professional setting more so than a creative setting because these are huge companies and all these studios need to be able to you know work together or, or you know departments in the studio mm. um and this feels like a good example of that attitude towards making a game where it is just about smoothing out that workflow as much as you can which i think this will help to make ubisoft's games just like two percent more bland mm. personally <laughs> Um, but my big thing is, uh, especially if it's so labor intensive, um, rem- don't put barks in the game. Take them <laughs> out. I don't. I don't ever want an NPC to comment on any- anything I do ever again. I hate it so much. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, please. Uh, remove them. Save everyone a lot of labor. That's that's my pitch. They should just remove every NPC that like just is just set dressing for their massive open world, so that they can pretend that they it's a lived in world. Yeah, I think of all this stuff as sort of a, a a metaphor to the kind of complaint about squibs versus digital blood, mm. um, because it, it's about a like uh, Kay said a, a workflow where with squibs you have to reset the shot every time the whole dining room is getting blasted apart. You only get that one take. It takes a lot of time and effort, and you know there are safety concerns. Mm. So to streamline things, you just have an actor hold a, you know, a plastic gun and say bang. And, you know, it just looks good enough, but it, 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 it's, it's pretty bad. There are some filmmakers that are able to work within that. I think there are a couple of Japanese filmmakers that make the digital blood look like very strange and artistic in like the kind of like these weird samurai movies. But most of the time it's going to be dog shit because even if somebody's going over it, I feel like however labor intensive that process, the effort is on maximizing the workflow, not on anything creative in there. Mm. Um, so it, it is a use case, but it, it, it's not a use case that makes me feel particularly good, but also I'm not, it, it seems like a pretty, like a, a thing that was a long time coming. Yeah. I feel like the thing for me is that AI is not really, I, I don't think AI should be a tool that's used as just like something to create like a finished product. Like to me, AI has always been the most interesting for sort of getting ideas and inspirations to work off of. Like, yeah, that's what I've, I've actually used something like that. Like this persona does not exist. And just scrolled through endless pages of AI-generated personas, just looking for something to like inspire me to like create my own persona. And like I oh, see yeah, that's why as... I do that. It's for inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving like an, a real-world example of how I've used like AI in the past, and I, I I see something that I'm just like that really resonates with me, and it's an AI, so it's like all blurry and weird and has artifacts. But I take that and then use it as a basis to really like develop that persona into something that more accurately reflects me. And I, yeah, yeah. I've also used it, uh, the Cray AI on AI image generator to, to create a, a bunch of, uh, Paul Atreides Fox personas, <laughs> <laughs> which has actually got some pretty interesting, uh, Interesting stylistic choices, I think. Well, not choices. It's an AI, but very, very cool stuff. 
there was absolutely a time where I was quite uh, enchanted with one of the, I think it was the, the Curio bot where you'd like tweet it like a prompt and then you'd get the weird uh, generated painting. Mm, um, yeah. And, and I was moved by that. So I, I, I'm not going to write that stuff off entirely. Um, at the same time, it, it's entirely anecdotal, but I think that, you know, stuff like you're talking about makes total sense, you know, just help get the ideas flowing. But I feel like the stuff I hear people talking about is more in line, like, oh, we wanted to make a whole bunch of uh, little guys in this one scene. And so, you know, we just had the AI do it. And I, I when I experienced uh, the terrible uh, gun game by Justin Roiland, um, you could see that in a lot of the art on the walls was... You, you know, I probably wouldn't have been able to tell, but it was very bland, sort of like generated crazy things that AI does. Mm. And probably had somebody cleaned it up. But I think it would have been better if they had just had a blank wall and had two funny posters that were mm -hmm. cool. You know, I, just, I think yeah. what Kay is talking about where... Uh, why not, if it's so labor-intensive, if this sucks so much to do, why not just make the one cool thing that everybody's there for anyways? And I feel like a lot of times that gets lost. And it's a taste thing, so it's impossible to argue, but I do, it's something I feel and believe when I'm looking through that stuff, even if I can't quite, you know, if I couldn't pick one versus the other now, because it's, it's so advanced, so they claim. I mean, mm. I think you could say it's a taste thing, but that's like saying, you know, I would prefer for the audio in the film I'm I'm watching to be, you know, legible to human ears. Mm -mm. Like uh, Christopher one Nolan has a different taste words. with you. Uh, yeah, he's wrong <laughs> and a and not really uh, very good at making Batman movies, to be honest Damn. with you. I think people are far Nolan, too generous. ETFO'd. So yeah, I mean, buddy. AI is such a complicated topic because when you say AI, there's like a million different things that you could mean. So this example is text generation. I think it's probably like the simplest form of AI because it's it's really just taking something that uh, an order of magnitude more complicated than like the the random character background generators and like if you've ever used like Hero Forge or whatever, where you just like create a background for me and it's just like your village was destroyed by orcs <laughs> like kind of like mad lids um, yeah and then there's also like image upscaling which is its own thing uh which we've seen very very horrible uses for in things like the uh gta like definitive pack you know the oh, trilogy that sucked it was oh, real yeah. bad like no wow. human oversight was put into upscaling the textures for that fucking game, and it shows. Um, yeah. And, and so that's an example of a, a really terrible use of it. And then going back to, like, another, like, really well-done use for AI is, like, the um, uh, massive AI for, like, the Lord of the Rings movies, where it was used in a way that uh, enhanced rather than detracted from the film by reducing the workload of like the animators and creating like these incredibly massive epic battle scenes that couldn't have been done otherwise. Mm. The, yeah. the thing with AI that the, what, what I boiled it down to anyways, is I, I feel like AI can have good use cases. Sure. But I feel like when a human being creates something, works on something, 
and that ends up being a failure or bad or however you judge it, the human element has a chance to make that interesting. It's usually bad for a more interesting reason. Not always, but it can be. Um, but I feel like when AI stuff is bad or bland, is there's just like, there's nothing below uh, the surface there. Um, it's just, mm. like, okay, well, moving on. And there's some things that I, I found to be really funny, like the, the, the pussy imps that people create um, are, <laughs> oh, yes. are, 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 are some, oh, some of the God. weirdest uh, imagery that ever be created. Uh, um, that, yeah, that's in reference to the person who created like AI images of, of incredibly busty women as just like a 2D image and tweeted out, it is so over implying that like yeah physical women are over because we can look at just yeah pussy centaurs <laughs> it's just stuff is just like a, a woman with just like huge tits and two legs and like weird like lingerie like ai crafted around them it's just like these things are fucking from hell it's great <laughs> Um, but I feel like in AI, they are my like girlfriends. One out of a billion, uh, we get times we get the pussy imp, and then the rest of the time, uh, it's that dog shit Supergirl picture uh, that somebody posted and said it's so over. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, anyway, let's move on from AI. If you guys are ready, I'll try. Moving in on. All right. Um, so. This is, we've got uh, Hogwarts Legacy News report, which is something that we didn't really touch on in previous ones because it was pretty much too depressing, as we'll get into in this article from uh, StealthOptional.com by Jesse uh, Gregor. Hogwarts Legacy players are too bored to play the game. Hogwarts Legacy outsold Elden Ring, but no one is playing it anymore. And basically... This article is talking about how the current player base, uh, despite being released like a year after Elden Ring, has now dropped below the current player base of Elden Ring. Way below. Even though it outsold it, which I think is just kind of indicative of how this is. It's a shallow fucking like Ubisoft open world game. Yeah, it always looked bad this is a bad game um mm. that got like culture war marketing to propel it into this position um where it could sell so many copies uh that it just didn't merit mm. and not only that but uh, in the article not only are players just bored of exploring hogwarts but the ones that have played the game aren't actually finishing it according to the thread only a quarter of those who own the game on steam have the hero of hogwarts achievement for completing the game's main story. It's interesting considering Hogwarts Legacy main story isn't overly long, can be completed in under 20 hours if you ignore side missions. Of course, these stats don't take into consideration those playing on other platforms, but these numbers usually follow the same sort of trends. So people aren't finishing it. The the current player numbers has, have dropped below Elden Ring, which is like a year old. Um, and so, you know, hate to say I told you so, but I love to say it, actually. <laughs> I honestly think this is beyond the culture war stuff even because this got pushed so hard this was the triple a release for like fucking mm. two months yeah. and just on, on every fucking digital storefront that was could even ta be tangentially related to game hogwarts was front and center um so there i got the feeling that a lot of people like hogwarts uh, or like harry potter 
still they're not that plugged into the controversy or whatever and so they just they just bought it they don't care mm -hmm. um and they played it for like two minutes and they're just like okay a wizard with a dog roll a uh, dodge roll dog shit mm -hmm. um and, and and moved on i think this is like the people the gamers as as a just hive mind saying this sucks this game sucks yeah, yeah. i mean like didn't they see it in all the marketing because they showed you they showed you some gameplay. Mm. I feel like people need to develop their uh, bad game identifying uh, skill set a little more. You should be able to tell the second you catch a whiff of like the menu in this game. Don't play that. Well, I feel like, I don't know, like the Steam reviews are still uh, extremely high, which is mm. very odd given like statistics we just looked at. But I feel like game gamers just really aren't, uh, they aren't really conscious of why they aren't really getting hooked on the game. And I feel like part of it is just down to that we're suffering from a massive, I, I kind of suspect that gamers are suffering from a triple A burnout of this sort of big open world, busy work, Ubisoft sandbox game. Well, the thing is, Harry Potter wasn't even up to snuff, I'd say to those other triple a games i think mm -hmm. it was positioned that way because uh, harry potter has the name but i think gamer even gamers were able to sort of uh reckon that they're just like this is like destiny but destiny has a bunch of like shooting and guns that has been refined over a long period of time mm -hmm. this has a heavy and light wand attack yeah. um, and, and you look at it and it's just the same animation for 20 hours over and over and over again. And you, there's just no thought to the magic system and stuff. You know, I, I would imagine as like, I don't know if I was off the cuff creating a magic system in a game. Seems like a real easy way to, to slip in a parry system uh, rather than trying to just do uh, X, X, Y combos or whatever. But it's just none of that was thought. It's just get your blue hat so you can grind to the purple hat. Uh, it's it's absolute like dog shit, and so people saw that and they're like, "Oh man, I could barely sit through Guardians of the Galaxy by Square. Mm. No way am I sitting through this." Well, it's also appropriate that Elden Ring is being brought up as comparison because, and I was saying this um, when we talked about it on the pod, uh, you know, properly, but I, I feel like it is marking a such a a, a a skilled execution of open world games that all the frankly really poorly designed open world games that, that do get churned out can't still stand um after this has you know hit public uh consumption and mm -hmm. i feel like i feel like this harry potter game maybe it, before elden ring could have skirted by a bit better than it did but uh there's a bar now that these games can be compared to and it's just no absolutely not I mean, it's it's a real funny comparison uh, to compare a game that has these kind of mysterious but rich characters versus like Harry Potter's like characterization of just being like, listen, they Themington, the non-binary <laughs> wand keeper, is in this game. You gotta love how they've carried forward the the legacy of Harry Potter having like dog shit nominative determinism names that are just like <laughs> oh the black one is kingsley shacklebolt and the asian one oh is God. cho chang 
Oh, God, I hate it so much. Why would they do this? The Irish one uh, frequently blows things up by accident. Um, <laughs> it's really bad. Like, it, it, many things of, uh, pretty much the whole thing, actually, of Harry Potter has aged poorly. The Polish one keeps putting screen doors on their submarines. Oh, okay. Well, I will defend that one because, you know. <laughs> that one's real. That uh, one is yeah. real. <laughs> I remember reading the books because I did read the books, um, you know, when yeah. they were coming out because I'm elderly. Right. Um, Same. And I remember when Cho Chang was introduced and I was like, that's that's not the name, right? Mm. What's What's happening on this page I just read? <laughs> So I'm glad that the, the world kind of caught up and was like, no, wait, these books are kind of racist, huh? Yeah, that's not even getting into, like, the, the weird blood libel goblin plot line of the game, which uh, yeah, oh we God. got into it previously, I'm pretty sure, which is just weird. Yeah, why'd you, why'd you write that, guys? <laughs> what are we, uh, what's going on here? I feel like another thing I wanted to say, I can't remember if I've talked about this or not, but as somebody who at one point as a child was into Harry Potter, this game completely misses the appeal of like the escapist fantasy that is harry potter like people don't want to play a harry potter game where it's just like well now i gotta go clear out seven more bandit camps Ugh. like the the ultimate fantasy of harry potter is like obviously number one you were actually special all along yep and two what if school was actually cool to go to and fun. Um, also, what if you could exit British society? <laughs> um, join like a cult. That's, that's the yeah. big <laughs> So it's just like, I, I think for me, like the first two Harry Potter movies sort of capture that feeling. Um, mm -hmm. The best of the sort of, you know, very kind of escapist fantasy. And, you know, like, oh, they've got floating candles and like who just appears on the table. And obviously, like with every subsequent book, they're just like, actually, that food is created with slave labor in a world where <laughs> magic exists. Just like, um, okay. And they like it. And, and they the, like the to be slaves. slaves love it. <laughs> I mean, the, the first book is an actual children's book. You read it in an afternoon. You're mm -hmm. just like, hmm, the Sorcerer's Stone. What a what an adventure! And you like you move on. It's none of the Harry Potter shit quite yet. Um, yeah, and you could tell the void that uh, J.K. Rowling just crams in there because it's it has become such a weird swirl of controversy. Like, there's an absolutely fucking nothing else to talk about with that game, really, except how much J.K. Rowling sucks. It just, like, reverberates too loudly. And just anybody who who is on the Nazi wavelength is also, like, reverberating. So all the VTubers, et cetera, uh, yeah. are just... They, they see the dark shadow within Harry Potter, and then they see the same emptiness in themselves, and they respond to that. Um and uh, I'm I am really excited uh, for for everything Harry Potter related to get uh, interaried. I agree. I I think one of the like the names and stuff stand out so much. But something that always really stuck with me uh, from the first Harry Potter book is that a character is hiding Voldemort uh, under like a turban. <laughs> and in the movie, I believe they cast uh, a white guy to play that character, which was probably the best, you know, you could do with the material you were given. Um, 
I feel like I don't believe he was uh, Arabic coded, at least in the book, because his name is Professor like Squirrel. Um, yeah, but it's one of those things like who else uh, wears that? You know, mm -hmm. like that's a pretty that's a pretty specific uh, item of clothing to that. That has a pretty singular um, sort of set of associations. Yeah, he could have just worn a hat. Come to think of it. Yeah, it could have been. It's like been a, a baseball cap. A wig. The second you start to pull on the Harry Potter thread, it collapses. But it, it can take you a little while before you do it because it's so it's so slight otherwise. And it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, it's great. Glad we all like the wizards. The mm. boy with the lightning tattoo. Hooray. Sorry, but then on. later on, if they're just like, yeah, we're going to. We're gonna get upset at each other in the woods for four hundred pages. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Fuck I'm me. Yeah, I those last this. two books. I feel like they're so bad. They're so shit. That's what really like broke, for lack of a better term, the the enchantment that that series had over me. Like I was totally on board until like the last two books, where I'm just like, "What? These are fucking dog shit. What the fuck? <laughs> this is such a horrible ending." to a series that I have been very invested in as a child. And I was just like, at that point, I was like, okay, I don't give a shit about Harry Potter anymore. Whatever. Yeah. I, I was really reading out of obligation after the fourth one. I used to have a real thing where if I start a series, I, I want to finish it. Mm. Um, and that was the folly of youth. I know how valuable uh, our time on this earth is now. And uh, if something sucks that bad, it's, it's much easier to mm. walk away. It doesn't fucking matter. It won't be satisfying. If it's starting to suck, the ending's not going to like, make it okay yeah one of my favorite occurrences when watching a movie is the total shattering of suspension of disbelief and you're just like oh man that's just simon Pegg acting on the screen right there <laughs> this sucks the most powerful moment of that i've ever had was in harry potter and the deathly hallows part one when dobby dies and Daniel Radcliffe's like, we have to bury him. Like, I, I just saw Daniel Radcliffe, like, holding two green you know, <laughs> dodgeballs, whatever they used. Uh, they're on the, on the beach. Uh, and I just started fucking laughing. And my sister started laughing. And all the fucking nerds looked at us. Um, yeah. And it, and I, that, that was such a just like, man, fucking fuck cinema. Fuck art. This People sucks. got so fucking <laughs> mad at Kay for repeating something that was basically like all the twee british bullshit fucking sucks i hate it it's bad and yeah you should die of all the leftist uh opinions you are attacked 4k that is the one uh that is the most important that you die on absolutely <laughs> i think we as a society should bully people for being into twee bullshit like harry potter and doctor who distilled nonce island culture right there <laughs> First of all, that's a great tweet. I stand <laughs> by that 100%. Yeah, a lot of um, Doctor Who fans got mad at being associated with Harry Potter as if, first of all, it's not 90% the same shit. Uh, and second of all, the idea that, like, I'm suggesting that they are transphobes for enjoying Harry Potter. Like, a lot of people really took it like that because to them, consumption is politics. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of the issue here. So it's like, no, I consume the good, unproblematic media, forgetting all the, like, apologia for British imperialism that Doctor Who does. But that doesn't matter because it's a stupid sci-fi show. It's fine to watch it, um, but you need to have the brain of an adult, maybe, to, you know, parse why that is, which a lot of these uh, people don't. Well, the problem is, IMHO, that the issue is not that they don't have the brain of an adult. It's that they started watching it before they did. 
And what can happen in a scenario like that is you create a, an emotional identity connection to a show or series. And when it gets in, gets in under your, your thick layers of adult cynicism like that, it can cause problems in terms of being able to rationally and objectively handle criticism of any media. In this conversation, absolutely is Sherlock. Uh, specifically because oh I'm sure most of the listeners are familiar with this, but just in case you're not, there was a moment in the Sherlock fandom where they were just they decided that uh, Holmes and Watson were gay, despite the text not supporting that at all, really. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. They were just convinced that at the very end they were going to kiss, they were just, everything was all going to be realized. And then, of course, it didn't happen. And it's 100% was when prophecy, prophecy fails type shit of just being like, no, they don't understand how gay <laughs> they are. <laughs> <laughs> On some level, I respect it, but to me, it's the same sort of stew of identity and consumption that Harry Potter is absolutely the, the dark commandant of, mm -hmm. but um, certainly other British pieces of media are not innocent. Mm -hmm. American I, media, whatever, you know. I think Alton was very generous um, in the way he characterized these people as, in fact, being, um, you know, developed adults, but who, who maybe, you know, their nostalgia and connection to these properties, you know, bypasses some of that much-needed uh, experience and cynicism. And I would, you know, in contrast to that, I would say, um, no, they're giant babies. <laughs> well, we're all about being... Fair and reasonable here on Vigato. Oh, yeah. So we'll just, <laughs> I, I think that that is pretty much our, the fair, reasonable point that they are just big babies, big man children and um, woman children as well. Because I've, I've known uh, quite a few ladies who are uh, weirdly into the British twee shit. Yeah, I would say it's probably more. It's probably more women than men, I think. Mm -hmm. But that might just be Tumblr kind of tilting the way I view these things. No, I mean I've 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 met them in real life and I'm very sorry. They're they're nice enough people, but like it is weird how how into the twee British bullshit they are. Like I wanted to comment on that actually, that it was like there seems to be like it is exactly the same mechanism as consumerism anywhere else but the people who get into twee british bullshit are like there for the twee british bullshit if i could jordan peterson psychoanalyze these people um real quick um i think that twee british bullshit is often really focused around characters who are or believe they are you know smarter and more specialer than everyone else i think that's a real mainstay in all of these properties certainly in doctor who and sherlock Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's kind of a thing in Harry Potter. Um, and I think that attracts a kind of person who um, sucks a little bit. <laughs> wow. Kay's just saying, like, Kay's like saying, like, oh, <laughs> if you, I wasn't saying that if you like this, you're a transphobic, but you are a giant baby <laughs> and you do suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not really being serious at this point. I'm, right. I'm right. just. I'm just laughing at We would like to put the disclaimer people. that Kay was drinking before the episode begins. <laughs> Not that I'm particularly afraid of people listening to this getting angry. Like, if you're in, like, some hulakian fucking motherfucker, I'm not 
I'm not exactly quaking in my boots that you are mad at us. Uh, let's let's not. We're starting a war that doesn't need to be fought. True. We might win, but but who will be left? Um, don't DM <laughs> us. Definitely don't DM me. Uh, we won't respond or read it. Yeah. Right. DM, All right. Let's DM move on. I'm done talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to talk this. about Bethany S. Mandel. Hell yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I really I was quite busy um during the period that this was happening, so I missed most of it. So mm. I'm gonna be kind of experiencing this perhaps for the first time. So um All right. let's so do that. This is our cringe bin section. We don't have a jingle for it yet. We should have a jingle for the cringe binge. I think that would rule. But uh yeah, cringe binge, Bethany edition. And Reese, it seems like you have the greatest amount of hatred and detestment for this person. So I'll let you get us I, kicked off. Absolutely the latest entry into my rogues gallery. Um, the newest, most powerful woman in that gallery. <laughs> so I think it all started, um, she, she's always been kind of a shithead opinion creator, opinion smith. Mm. Um, and she was on Bad Faith, believe it or not. And mm -hmm. Brianna Joy Gray asked her to define woke. And I don't even remember what she said. It wasn't honestly that interesting, but it, it was just gobbledygook. And everybody made fun of her. And she tried to play it off as, oh, I'm not owned. Oh, everybody just. I would like to interject here slightly in that um, when asked to define what wokeness was, a thing that she had allegedly written an entire book about, it was not only was it gobbledygook as you say it was literally like 30 entire seconds of her going um uh, oh pure, uh, dumb, pure dumb dumb shit pure dumb dumb shit like <laughs> not gobbledygook would have been better than literally just completely brain freezing and locking up like a malfunctioning robot when gobbledygook is basically what every conservative online spouted out as a, an attempt to respond to this challenge to define wokeness. But anyway, continue. This was not, uh, this is not what activated me. This was very much in the background. So okay. um, I, I, I didn't follow it as much at this point, but she did some kind of tweet where she said something like, well, Brianna Joy Gray was just such a bad mother or something like that, that I was so horrified I couldn't even think of what the definition of woke was. And then I think it was Ken Klippenstein or just people started uh, retweeting oh, yeah. uh, the the tweet where she killed her mother. And she's just yes. like, I don't, I'm not ashamed of that decision. And it just started a flood of Cl Ken Klippenstein, whatever his fucking name is, retweeting. It had to have been like 50 to 75 in every single one was insane. Like some were mm -hmm. more felonious than others, but all insane and just 100% the most vapid, evil, stupid, stupid person to ever exist ever. Like mm -hmm. we, we joke at the, some of these other dunderheads, but like um, Bethany is there. There's there's not a lot of processing going on up there. Listen, I don't know. She's, Reese, she's done. I I enjoy your uh, diatribe against her, but in my opinion, it is better to show and not tell, or in this case, read her actual words. So I've just posted oh, something in article link, which is 
Uh, probably not the best one to get started off on, but she posts a picture of her mask and she's, this is my mask after one day. And it's oh, just like, I remember this. I didn't know this was the same person. Disgusting yellow, like phlegm all in the center of the fucking mask. It's really gross. Yeah. Oh, I don't have, oh, I don't have the power to delete messages in our discord. Mm. <laughs> that was legitimate that is that is the worst thing it's so fucking disgusting um i remember yeah, being actively nauseated on twitter twitter just like closing it and just being like no time to play video games yeah there was a while where people were just posting that everywhere every other tweet was that fucking picture it's so gross but they give people more idea of who this person is let's read some of the oh, yeah. tweets i got a couple here pulled up this one is from uh this is from 2014 in reference to uh, Palestine, not nuking these fucking animals is the only restraint I expect, and that's only because the cloud would hurt Israelis. Uh, just demonic, a horrifically evil post. Yeah, least evil Zionist. Uh, there's a couple more here. So here's the one that uh, Ken retweeted. So grateful for my mom's most important life lesson. Don't accept unsatisfactory answers from customer service representatives. Oh, my God. Uh, my maid is effing hilarious. Last week, I was close to firing her, but now I never can. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I, I've got to read the, the mother one. Let me just find it real quickly. I'll save the best for last, in my opinion. Oh, oh fuck. I don't know if I can read this one. Th this one is from 2015. And Bethany says, in response to Slublog... Amazing. I have a similar story. My mom had abortions before and after me. She was told I'd be severely mentally disabled and chose life any anyway. Well, well, I this isn't come town, <laughs> so we can't make too much hay of that. Yeah, uh, but I'll leave it to, to you about that. Yeah, <laughs> no comment. Um, where's the fucking one where she kills her mom? Because she talks a lot about her mom. Okay, well, while you're looking for that, my personal favorite, it, it, there's no one tweet that I can find that exemplifies it. But she has an absolute hatred of maids that is really funny to behold, where she's always talking about the the churn with her maids. The, I don't find the one with about her and her Roomba. Mm -mm. Oh, I found the tweet. Okay, uh, let's hear it. Okay, this is from uh, 2014, November 2nd. I watched my mom die. I took her off life support before we knew if she would survive because I had the choice to do it then. Just, <laughs> just what the fuck? What? Uh, yeah. Um, so she's just like, oh man, fuck me. I got the chance to pull the plug on this bitch. I'll take As a lot. somebody who... Not terribly long ago, uh, was was in a similar situation, uh, fucked up and evil, like actually not a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this Jesus person Christ. seems like they are actually from hell. Um, and I don't know 100%. if they should uh, be allowed to be like walking around. Yeah, it, it honestly does. It, it it looks like her mask is like coated in some kind of demon sulfur. If you mm -hmm. go back and look at it with kind of like a a more occult mindset. 100% she smells like sulfur, just like Hillary and Obama. Smells like sulfur. Yeah. The, the, the best moment is the, the tweet where she's talking about how her husband can't 
leave her alone in public because it was like 30 seconds before she screamed at a stranger. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- let me, I think that will be easy to find. Okay. I think I've seen that one. That was one of the few I've seen. It was like, I don't need any of this in my life. And all of them, the, the husband, Seth Mandel, is just shrugging like, that's Bethany. Uh-uh. Um, it's so it's funny that his response initially to all of this uh, was to, to say the cruelty is the point, which is the funniest thing for just like a, a, a wealthy arch Zionist <laughs> opinion family to say. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, here's the, here's the tweet thread. So Bethany Mandel tweets, special shout out for Ken Klippenstein who made it necessary to do this. You were definitely owed a detailed explanation of the circumstances of my mother's death 20 years ago because of a tweet from 2014. I'm glad it gave me the opportunity to share it with the world. And then Seth Mandel says, the cruelty is the point, which is... He's actually talking about her pulling the plug. (laughs) I would rarely level this Bob Chipman-esque charge at somebody, but I question her sentence. Um, It is a a lot of sort of feral urges and a mastery of language uh, rattling around up there. Um, That is just, uh, I I just don't see anything, anything going on. I think this is actually not um, as unique as we'd like to imagine for people from her political world. Um, I think that the internality that you know is created in a person from being what she is um, leads necessarily to evil uh, in this way. And I think that she mm. is worse at pretending that there's still a soul in there than maybe a lot of them are. And it shows. Uh, here's the Roomba tweet. The best part about my Roomba is she, yes, she's a she, vacuums for me and never judges me unlike every other cleaning lady I've had. All right, this is an ongoing saga with the cleaning lady. Uh, we need to check how many of them have been, like, found dead. Yeah. Uh, and I found the train station tweet. Uh, so 35 seconds. That's how long Seth estimates I was alone in Penn Station without him next to me before I yelled at a stranger. <laughs> Just... <laughs> It, it is a demonic person. Just holy She's crap. Feral. Like, what the fuck is happening? That it, it's, it's just the perfect framing. It's not, the tweet wasn't 35 seconds before I yelled at somebody. It's, you know, we have our beleaguered straight man, Seth, <laughs> <laughs> letting his wife know that again, uh, she has betrayed the norms of society by <laughs> by throwing a salt shaker at a child at the Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Man, all right. So let's wrap this up with my final and favorite tweet from Bethany, which genuinely made my brain hurt um, after I looked at it. Uh, so this is from September fourth, uh, twenty twelve, from Bethany S. Mendel. I grew up on welfare, Medicaid, and food stamps. America is a meritocracy, and I made my own success myself. Sorry, DNC 2012. Which, I don't even, what does that mean? It, it, um, I don't know what it means. She thinks she got zero help and made her success all by herself, even though she had welfare, Medicaid, and food stamps. It's one of the most deeply insane conservative things i've ever fucking seen and it's sort of a perfect little encapsulation of how these people think 
I think I got 10% dumber reading that, so I'm going to stop thinking mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, this is our last one, but that this one, it was just like literally like something The Onion would write as like one of their their like little comment blurbs in an article like interviewing like conservatives, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I never got help when I was growing up on welfare, Medicaid, and food stamps. I made my own success. Just like, ugh. I think you're 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 right to kind of describe it as this kind of I don't, I don't know it, it's like this conservative id that has just taken over completely within within her. Yeah. Like the, she's not even constructing sentences. She's just running it through her own personal, you know, uh conservative text AI uh just being like Barack Obama abortions, right? And just like 200 likes, yeah, of course. Another renewal of her contract. Anyways, uh, she sucks. Let's move on. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of things in this the cringe binge, but I feel like we're sort of running out of time. Um, and we've got to make a stop, guys, at the horny corner. That's right. I kind of want to wrap up on the the Witcher three story because it's okay. So let's do it. It 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 kind of ties these topics together. Uh, <laughs> and this is from uh, Kotaku, Patricia Hernandez. Uh, in February 14th, 2023. Witcher 3 devs explain how, quote, unintended next-gen vaginas ended up in-game. At long last, the Lady... I put them there. <laughs> At long last, the Lady Gate saga can come to a close. CD Projekt Red has confirmed to Kotaku that the realistically modeled vaginas that were recently found in the celebrated open-world RPG came from a mod, dot, 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 but not the ones you might expect. Not the one you might expect. Apparently, the latest version of the game, updated to take advantage of Xbox Series S slash X and PlayStation 5, incorporated a mod called HD Monsters Reworked, aka HDMR, which unexpectedly included an update to certain female characters in-game. That PG-sounding mod, seemingly only intended to add realistic textures to in-game creatures, also incorporated elements of a totally different mod called Vaginas for Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. Hell yes. Which Let's is go. also Let's the, go. the main tagline of my uh, 2028 political campaign for president. <laughs> um, quote, you have my vote. Boom. <laughs> quote, in 2021. the White House. At the time of signing the copyright transfer agreement, the HDMR mod author confirmed to CDPR that they were the sole author of the mod in question. A CD Projekt Red spokesman told Kotaku via email, quote, The HDMR mod author granted CD Projekt Red rights to use the mod and was credited and compensated for their work. We have contacted the HDMR author with questions for clarification. <laughs> this claim is corroborated by the creator of the Vaginas for Everyone mod themselves, who tells Kotaku that back in 2019, they received a request from another mod author via DM. The modder says they didn't see it at the time, but the message allegedly asked for permission to incorporate their genitalia adjustments into a larger scale texture mod, HD Monsters Reworked. While Vaginas for Everyone's creator didn't respond back then, quote, the author of HD Monsters Reworked apparently nevertheless used my mod textures for his slash her own mod, but also apparently never mentioned it or gave credit to me in the HD Monsters Reworked description page, the modder claims. 
This could theoretically explain why CD Projekt Red missed the inclusion of the realistic genitalia in the first place. There was no record of HDMR incorporating the realistically modeled vaginals in the original mod page, so CD Projekt Red had no reason to believe that they were there to begin with. Um, so yeah. So what what I'm hearing <laughs> is that there's now a job at CD Projekt Red for Pussy Inspector. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whenever they incorporate mods, they got to have the the pussy inspector general check it for two high res pussies. Gerald. I don't know what accent that was. She's <laughs> Gerald. Listen, all I know, I'm going to fuck a drowner. That's right. Jesus Christ. I wonder if that's what they that's what they're incorporating the mod elements for. It's got to be like this is to be an add-on for like a, a sex mod, right? Like I think that's a thing in Skyrim. Monster fucking, monster fucking. It's got to. I, I mean, I know there's a lot of like porn mods. There's got to be one where you can fuck monsters, right? Probably. Sound off in the comments. Mm. I know our listeners know the answer. Uh, yeah. So there you go. That's why labia were included in uh, The Witcher Three. Oh, I think I know what it is. There, I've looked at the. The links for like the the non safe for work uh, Reddit post that shares this. And apparently, they're just like blood covered cultists who are an enemy type who don't wear any clothes. And I believe that's probably where this was being used. That sounds like plausible deniability to me. <laughs> I do think it's funny that there was a pussy emergency over there. <laughs> CD oh no, we have the inaccurate woman's body let's let's uh, just all fix that and kill ourselves no i mean this is not <laughs> this is not like a reddit emergency this is more like a cdpr emergency which is a pretty yeah. reddit company but it is also very funny that they accidentally put this in their game i mean i, I kind of feel like people freaking out about it it's kind of rich considering like how the first witcher game just had like uh sex challenge cards you get for oh, yeah. banging chicks in the game yeah you're yeah, not yeah, too, you're thing. not too good for this it, witchers has an incredibly lurid story you know there's the the bloody baron quest is really like gross and melodramatic and it's that's all fine but i agree with you let's a uh, couple pussies Ain't, ain't exactly uh, <laughs> blowing the tone of that game. I gotta say that one of the things that really is confusing to me about Western culture is how, like, you know, these games will put, like, ooh, titties, titties everywhere, and then, like, oh, fuck a vagina. Oh, no. Cancel it. Cancel it. We just need more games where people are just hanging out with their junk out. And I, that goes for male characters as well. Um... I we have to see Gerald's cock. Come on, fix gotta the game. see Gerald's cock and like not just like not like fully erect, a uh, full length like cock. Like his little tiny chode when he's like going through like cold water uh, with his pants. Absolutely. Off. I'm just I'm just gonna say it. Uh, Witcher four, give Gerald a pussy. Or no <laughs> buy. <laughs> yeah, he's gone through put, all the put, uh, pussy the out the whole like. The, the the armor is modeled around the pussy being out the whole game. <laughs> Absolutely. He's got like cat eyes and shit. They've clearly done some modifications on him. Mm -hmm. He's got a pussy. The Witcher formula, it turns out, is just uh, hormone replacement therapy. <laughs>
Don't make me like <laughs> Witcher. Don't make me like Witcher. <laughs> Witcher 100% or Geralt 100% is a he's a, definitely a trans man. 100%. Agreed. It's canon. Agreed. Canon and on that bombshell, that's all the time we have for today, folks. So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And Kay, where can people find you on the internet if they want to more great content? Oh, me? Oh, me? You can find me on, on YouTube at Kay and Skittles. Uh, watch my fucking videos or I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to come to your house. Uh, and you can <laughs> show uh, you the videos. <laughs> I'm going to show I'm going to show you those fucking videos. Uh, and I'm going to come to your house me. and show you HD texture packs of Geralt of Rivia's <laughs> pussy. And you're going to fucking like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you can you can follow me on the Twitter uh, also at K and Skittles. And I, I will be posting Geralt's puss. Excellent. All right. Reese, where can people find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me at your very good bud on Twitter, uh, uh, and also on oh, Twitch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. Nothing else. Okay, was there something? Something came up? Oh no, I I just I was trying to help Reese by saying it's not funny, um, because they seemed <laughs> they seemed to find something funny. <laughs> I'm still listen. Still thinking about Gerald's. I'm still, sweet. Saying, yeah, I'm still thinking about Gerald's pussy. Uh, that's what I think is funny. That's what I didn't want to say anything. I was going to make another joke, but I was. I I I I, I wanted to wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah. you can find me on Twitter at eight Alton eight. You can find me on Twitch TV uh, slash Alton eight where we are playing a lot of cool co-op games together, like Celasta. Lastly, there's my YouTube page that I never update, so just, you know, go find that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you can find more on our website at videogamesaretheworst.pinecast.co and patreon.com slash where $1 a month gets you access to all of our sweet premium features, including the one that Reese will finish this month. Yes. Also, check out CRT Sound System. Oh, yeah. No explanation. Hell yeah, do it. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone.